Welcome to No Cherry on Top, where we talk about anything and everything. So I go down this rabbit hole and, you know, start questioning like certain situations that happened because of my relationship with my mother and dealing with the abandonment and trust and everything like that. And the truth is, is that like these two females that I've been friends with since I was 11 have watched me at my darkest, most hideous spots and Mm -hmm. probably through my bitter, nasty parts and Mm -hmm. just just honestly acting out and, you know, and they've always been there. And there was that time though, in those relationships that I even questioned them. Mm -hmm. And, and I don't think it was necessarily because of them. It was because I was questioning, you know, I I was questioning because of my own insecurities. It was, it was, uh, it was more me than it had anything to do with them. Right. But don't you think that I mean, I think that's normal. I really do. I think it. I think, I think for people like us, it's us normal. It's normal, right? Right. I mean, you know, I do. I don't think that everybody does that because I have talked to other women, and they're like, "No, like, didn't mean it like that." Like, I would mm-hmm. never question that person. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, "Oh, okay." But understand that our perspective, the right. glasses we're looking through, are much different. different than somebody who didn't go through all the right. shit we went through. Right. And so, you know, I and I tend to forget that, you know. Mm-hmm. I really tend to forget that. I, I, I forget that even though I'm on my healing process, that my perspective is different and it's not necessarily reality. Right. Right. I, I, I I agree with that. I I know that coming out of such a restrictive environment when I was young and then, you know, the person right out at the gate that I start dating was so completely opposite. Like, you know, he grew up being able to think for himself, very, you know, liberal democratic family where I was like, you're going to believe this, you're a Republican, you're this, and you are, this is, this is what you're going to believe. And if you don't believe that you're going to go to hell and you're wrong. And you know, those forced ideologies. So I get into this new relationship and I'm just like, oh my gosh. But then, you know, I think I was so jaded in my thoughts that every friendship that I did encounter in my younger years were, it was so jaded because I was so critical. Yes. I was so critical and so judgmental that who wants to be around that? Nobody, nobody wants to be around that. No, nobody. I was a know-it-all and I just thought my way was the right way. And the way I thought was, that's how you think. Yeah. And I don't think that anymore. <laughs> no, I, and no, but I get that. Mine, mine was the same way. Mm-hmm. And I feel like, you know, um, I'm going to just like kind of touch on this a bit, but like in some of our previous episodes, like you had talked about like where you had to like cover up for your mom or yes. almost, you know, basically stick up for her and lie for her. And, you know, I feel like, that when you have to do that, it's almost like when I'm saying like I had a child mother, I said that a little while mm-hmm. ago, and mine was a child. Like she was 14, had me when she was 15. 
But like in your situation, I feel like there's still childlike mothers, Mm -hmm. even though they're not necessarily teenagers. And that childlike mother wants the child to play the mother and protect Mm -hmm. her. Right. Right. And that was never your job. That was never my job. Right. And I know that I was put in that situation a lot where I had to be a caretaker and you had to be the adult. Yeah. I had to be the adult in the situation. And, and I always had to have every, I had to have control mm-hmm. and, you know, I think that life came along and, um, my first relationships were people I had to take care of. Right. <laughs> right. Cause I that's mean, what you're, you're used to. And it, it, it totally robs you of your innocence in your childhood. It, it really does. But then I was like, you know, you get to that point in your life and you, and you want those bonds and, you know, don't get me wrong. Like I said, and like you said, we have some good females in our Mm -hmm. life. However, there's some that are really nasty Mm -hmm. too. Like, you know, I consider women who have true friends really lucky Mm -hmm. or, or any woman that's had a friend for a season that was a true friend. Like that's, that's something that some people may never experience. Right. Because unlike us, like Mm -hmm. they may have never ventured out because they're isolating still because of, you know. Right. My grandma always said, if you die and you have one or two good friends, you're, you died a lucky person. My grandma used to say that too. You, my, my circle is small. Yeah. It's small, but the people that are in that circle, like they're, they're strong. They're, you know, they're good. And, um, you know, I heavily like, you know, rely on them at times, you know, to give me some strength, to give me some, some feedback and are all those relationships perfect? Absolutely not. No. No. Is there ever a perfect one? No. And, um, but there, you know, I know that the people in my circle are, they're, they're going to support me. Right. And they're, you know, we're all on a, we're all on a separate journey. Yeah. And we're all got our own baggage and our own crap that we're, that we're all working through and we're all at different stages. Right. And, um, so let's touch on that for a moment. Yeah. Because not just did we have our childhoods, but we had some of those friends that taught us lessons too. And I think we Mm -hmm. have to touch on that to let people know, because yes, we're lucky. We have women that we can turn to. Um, but I think a lot of people, and I know I've been at the point in life where I'm like, I, I don't trust women. Right. Um, and I'm a woman. And the sad part about that is, is that I felt like every time I got a friend, it was, it ended up being someone who wanted to put me in my place mm-hmm. or who wanted to one up me or who wanted to compete with me. Right. When a true friendship I felt like was, I was never competing with someone like, I I think you can honestly say about me as like, I may be a talker and Mm -hmm. I may, I may cut you off sometimes. And, and you've made me aware of that. And I, (laughs) I sincerely apologize about that, but no, but, but, but that's real. Uh And, but the thing is, is that I genuinely care for you Mm -hmm. and I want you to succeed at what you're doing and whatever I can do to help you only helps me because I have a happy friend. Right. And not all women are like that. Right. And I appreciate you for that. There's not, you know, and I, I sincerely, but I feel that way about all women, Mm -hmm. but not all women feel that way about other women. Right. 
Like they're like, I'm going to outshine you. Right. I'm going to put you in your place. Right. And I think it's a mentality of just selfishness. Right. In society. And, and I've been hurt by some of those relationships. Right. And, uh, hence my oversharing. I think I'm pretty sure I, well, I don't think I overshared with you right off. Did I? Uh, no, I, I think I overshared with you right off. (laughs) I think it was a complete opposite because I was trying to get better at that. And I was like, gosh, but I've told her a lot, you know, but there, there again, it's me saying, here I am, here's my flaws, take me or leave me. Um, because I kept being re-injured I kept ripping off that scab of that Mm -hmm. nasty sore of not trusting other women when I would get into these friendships of women that were just nasty. Right. Um, But again, I I look into myself too, because we've talked about this, where if I'm putting out that energy, Mm -hmm. then that's what I'm going to attract. Right. (laughs) That's exactly. I think that you just... I think you just wrapped the whole thing. I think it is 100%. What you're thinking, what energy you're putting out is exactly what you're going to attract. I I, I firmly, firmly, firmly believe that. And I, and I do too. And I think it takes time though to see that. Like if, if I'm putting that out there mm-hmm. and well, it's not even necessary like sometimes that I would put out like bad energy in those situations. Mm-hmm. It's that- I was wanting friendship so bad Mm -hmm. that I wasn't being myself. Right. And so it attracted people that I didn't necessarily want. It's not necessarily that I didn't want them, but they weren't the right people for me. Right. And I think that sometimes that that happens. I think sometimes somebody will come into your life. Teach you a lesson. They'll either teach you a lesson or they'll be a blessing. Yeah. And, um, and I, I think that there's value in both of those. I do too. I really do. I think that, you know, I've had both. And um, and the the ones that have taught me a lesson, like I, I won't ever forget it because yeah. I don't want to be that person. No, no, me, me either. And, you know, um, I'm going to bring this up. I ran into a situation this weekend where, you know, we've talked about there's been some issues with uh, locals here. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, uh, it was really healing because we went and, you know, made amends and stuff like that, but there's still a few people, Mm -hmm. women that wouldn't even make eye contact, like because there's confrontation Mm -hmm. and because you don't agree on something that doesn't mean that we have to hate each other. No. It, I mean, I, I no. mean, I know you and I, like we're friends and like we do this, right. but we don't agree on everything. No. If we did, I don't think this would be a great podcast. I mean, there are some things that we are like, oh yeah, we've lived the same life on that. Right. Arm. But I mean, disagreeing with somebody is what I, I, it's what makes the world go around. If we all thought the same exact thing, boring. how boring would that be? Boring. And, you know, to, it's one thing to put your what you believe out and, you know, splash it across social media. And, you know, this is, this is what I believe in, but then to shut down, you know, I think anybody that has a differing opinion is, I I just, I don't like that. I like listening and, and I'm not to, I'm not to say that what I believe is, I'm not saying that if there's something that you and I disagree on, that you might not change my mind. Right. Because, you know, I only read what is 
I think that like you attract what you, right. you know, the things that you're seeking right. or the things that you're believing in or looking for answers, you're going to find what you want. Because of that perspective, it's those glasses. Exactly. It's the glasses that you're wearing. Exactly. And then, you know, I think to sit down and, you know, I think I've already learned some stuff from you guys, from you and well, your and husband, us, us just too. having That's... a conversation about something, you know, like I, an issue that I felt uncomfortable about. Right. That was my own issue. Um But it's hard, you know, that's the thing is like, that's, that's what I'm talking about, that we need mm-hmm. these deep, connected relationships with other females, because sometimes we don't see those things about ourselves and we have to feel safe and comfortable. Yes, that's exactly. (laughs) It has to be a safe space. Yes. And not that somebody's feeling rejected, that they're feeling um, that they're wrong or being belittled or just sharing your opinion or your, you know, what, how you feel about a subject and, um, you know, just having those open discussions where nobody walks away from it feeling bad, feeling angry. Um, right. And just a, a civilized conversation goes a long way. I agree. And, you know, I think that that's, you know, that's another thing is when you have these female relationships and mm-hmm. you interact with these people on an intimate level and you de- you have developed like mm-hmm. these bonds and stuff. Mm-hmm. Sometimes in social media, it's not the spot. No. People are, people sometimes have a split personality. All those keyboard warriors out there. When it, when it comes down to (laughs) it, like, I mean, I'm probably just as open on social media as I am in person. I mean, I try to be, but Mm -hmm. I know most of the time I'm, people are probably like, what is this? A self-help fucking book? Like she's like, Hey, you can do this for 50 bucks to your, this, or Hey, guess what I did? Like, I feel like, right. I feel like I have some kind of duty to always inform. Right. Right. I mean, but I feel like but that's part of, of my journey too, you know? Right. But you're trying to help people. You're I, I not am. coming up, you're not doing it as like a know-it-all or like a guru that you knows know that. everything. Right. But you know that. And that's people. what I worry about is that somebody else may not know. You see what I'm saying? Like right. they will see me like, oh, and like, oh God, here we go again. She's giving us some pointers on blah, right. blah, blah. And, the, and I'm only speaking for myself yes. right now, but I know that sometimes when women get together and they, there's a disagreement about whatever it is, it mm-hmm. could be children. It could be politics. It it could be anything. Right. And you're not feeling heard or you're, I know for me, my ego can Mm -hmm. tend to get in the way. Been there, And then once my ego gets in the way, it pretty much shuts everything down. Yes. And I go straight into defense mode and I don't want to hear anything else. Fight, flight. Exactly. Freeze. (laughs) Yeah. Fight or flight. That's always has been in my past, my automatic go-to. And, you know, I have to say that like, I've, you know, I've done that in the past as well, but I think my goal lately has been trying to face undealt with confrontations Mm -hmm. that I've had with women in the past. But, you know, like I walk up with a friend of mine and we walk up and, you know, like I said, it was a really healing deal. And, the odd thing is, is that when I walk up, I don't see all these women like commingling and I literally see 
this is seriously the first photograph that came to my mind, like when mm-hmm. I'm picturing this. Everybody has their lawn chairs out and they're separate little circles, like oh, duck, yeah. duck, goose. Oh, yeah. Of it's... different cliques mm-hmm. of women. Right. Because you can't sit with us. Right. Like it's mean girl stuff, you know. A hundred, a hundred. And they do this to my friend though, Michelle, that is like 70 some years old. Yeah. Why? Your friendships. Now I have to say I did. I have a very good friend who we've been friends for many, many, many years. We raised our kids. Right. Same neighborhood. And our friendship was outside of that mean girls. Yeah. Um. You know, I think that sometimes in neighborhoods, feelings can get hurt. It gets, it's a competition. It is. No, 100% a a competition. It's a competition. Um, It's judgmental. And I don't know why it is, but you go into any neighborhood. I mean, I can tell you, I mean, I'm in and out of a lot of these neighborhoods and I hear all the crap that's going on, that's going down. And, um, that's Michelle's phone ringing. <laughs> my daughter. Hannah's not in labor, is she? <laughs> You're not in labor, are you? Yeah, ask her. No. Okay, okay, good. I'll call you back. <laughs> okay. Bye. <laughs> Hannah's on the podcast. <laughs> um, she's like, I'm going to kill you guys. You know? But I would have to say that, you know, th- the friend that I had that lived across the street from me, right? Like, we had our issues. Of like, we had kids growing up and it was kind of like, oh, your kid's doing that. Okay. So my kid's going to do that. Like there was kind of sometimes that little, but I don't know that it, I I don't know what it was. I don't know if it was actually, it was like a, it was personal things. Or if it was just keeping up with the Joneses type stuff. If that makes sense. But it was, it was both of us. Yeah. But you also don't want your kid. To feel to, left to out. To feel left out. Yeah. Or, no, I or get not that. have. I get that. So, you know, I, I feel like we both kind of did it a little bit. Yeah. Um, but we but also like I I always knew her intent right. was good. Right. And her intent was always, always a hundred percent her kid. Yeah. And um and same with me. My right. my intent was, yeah, my kid. Right. So well, I guess, I guess my whole thing is like when you get into these relationships with women and you see these cliques and you see these groups and, you know, um, and, and women in general, we're looking for a connection. Like mm-hmm. that's, that's just true. Like we right. want to connect with another woman. Right. Um, and you know, I guess we, we said something earlier about my grandmother said, like, if you have like, you know, you're a lucky one person, or two, one or two, really then you're good. Like, mm-hmm. Well, you know, the, the other side of that is, is that, you know, um, we don't have to like, you can be, you can say hi, you don't have to be friends with everybody. We're not all going to get, you know, have the same beliefs, like you said, and get along, but we also don't have to be nasty. Act like an adult. Yeah. You don't have to be nasty. No, We don't need 40 to 60 year old mean girls. Like that's Like, if you don't have anything nice to say, don't say it at all. My grandma would say that too. Right. But I, I don't understand that. And it's, it's neighbors. Yeah. It's neighbors doing it to each other. Yes. It's neighbors. And, um, the telephone game, like where you say something, but then somebody twists it and then it keeps going down the line, getting twisted, twisted, twisted more. Yep. 
Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I fully, I, I think that that's, that's a thing, but I think that, you know, when I see that the thing, the point I'm making is it's mostly women. It is. It's mostly women. And I honestly, I, it, it's insecurity. It, it is. I, and I, I guess that's how I had to look at it. Yeah, it is. Because like, I know that I've been in those situations before where I was the mean girl. Yeah. And like somebody new coming in, it's like, it's a territory thing. Like the, this is my friends. This is, you know, like. But I think it's different when you're younger and you're just emotionally not developed enough to get that. When you're like that age, you should be emotionally intelligent enough not to treat another human like that. And if you don't have anything nice to say, don't say it at all. But also don't be a jerk. Right. And just side eye people. Make and, somebody feel bad. Yeah. Or make them feel like they're in the wrong place because mm-hmm. you don't like them. Right. That's not okay. No. <laughs> like that, you know, like you walk into a situation, you literally feel eyes on you and you they're know. like, she's here. Yeah. You know, yeah. You like, you're the odd person. Out. You know, everyone, you know, that little clicks over there talking about you. But and- you made, you made a point. Like I was sitting here thinking about that. And like, you just brought that to my attention. It has nothing to do with me. It has them. nothing They're, to it- do with me. And I, I knew that, mm-hmm. but it took me to hear you saying that, like, like, cause I'm like, how can women just be like that? Well, because they have Issues that aren't shit that they're they're not dealing with. with. Exactly. Yeah. And it it, it could be like, I know as an adult, I've done the same exact thing they did. And it was because I was insecure. You know, I didn't want my husband hooking up with that person. Gotcha. I didn't want. I can see that. No, I can. Now, since you're saying that, like, I can fully see. Like, I didn't want my life to be shaken up. And you don't know what's going on behind closed doors in those women's houses. I agree. And so, like, don't take it personal because I promise you it's not. It's not I think, about, it's not about you. It's and see, about and I knew that. And I've always said that, like, you know, they have their own stuff. Like it has nothing to do with me. I can only control how I respond or how I act. Right. But at the same time, it's like, you know, part of that thing with our trust and with our abandonment in the female relationship is I'm always overanalyzing. Right. And who knows, who knows if their husbands haven't made a comment about you that made them feel bad about themselves. True. So it might not even had anything to do with you. It could have been something else that happened that you are completely. And this is where I have no idea we could connect better as women. Right. Because we crave that. That's really all we crave. Right. But how embarrassing would it be to for one of them to come and say, you know, I really don't like you. I because my husband made this comment. It made me feel uncomfortable that he liked you or maybe, you know. And I would be like, I'm so sorry. Right. But that's that's a hard thing to say. And no, it's I an embarrassing it. thing to say. And right. then sh- they don't know you that you're not going to go tell the next neighbor. Do you know right. what I mean? They no, don't I give you the benefit of the doubt that you're not, it's not going to go past the safety right. of you two having a private conversation. Yeah. Because more than likely- she's told, you know, she's already said something negative about to her you. friend. Uh, right. And, and that was that circle over there exactly. and this circle over here. Like, yeah, exactly. no, I get it. So if you're stabbing people behind their back and they're not gonna, they're not gonna want to come and open up to you, even though you might not be doing the same thing, but they're automatically going to put that assumption because they do it themselves. Right. And their little circle does the same thing. I think that's going to be my goal this week is that I'm going to try to just give grace Mm -hmm. to people who 
uh, are not at their same part in their journey or self-esteem, awareness, love um, right. that I'm at because I, I guess I never really thought about it that way. I think, you know, just go out of your way to be so nice to them. I usually do. They have, I, I know you do. <laughs> Kill them with kindness, yeah, baby. exactly. Kill them um, with kindness and I'm like, hi. Yeah. But I mean, it's not fake. I mean, I'm sincere, I know. I'm no, but I'm like, you know, I'm being a jerk right now, but I am. I'm like, Hey, how you doing? Like, right. You know? And I don't, I don't just like side eye you. Like if I see you and you're in eye contact, I'm going to say, Hey, how you doing? And usually right. that people feel forced to respond. Then they're like, oh, I'm good. You know? And they yeah. kind of, and that's fine. Like, right. You know, but yes, I'm, I can't, I can't hold any bitterness for someone. And if they're holding on to that, then that's their deal. That's their problem. And it's, yeah, that's the thing is that wish them well. And you know what? I'm going to be nice to you, whether you're nice to me or not. And you know, that it's on you. Well, I just hope that our audience like sincerely like enjoys like our topics. I hope so too. And I hope that they're learning something from us um, because I just learned something in this podcast, which I, I knew in the back of my mind, but until you said it, it didn't resonate. Right. And I hope that we do that with our audience. Mm -hmm. And I hope that there's other women out there that are looking for that connection with other women and that we can just give each other grace yep. and know that we're not on the same path and know that some friends are for a season and some friends are for a lifetime. Yep. And that it's okay if you're just there for a season and that it doesn't have to be nasty and that everything in life we can look at as, oh, poor me, or we can look at it as a learning experience. Yep. Get yourself one or two good friends. You don't, you don't always have to have Quality a huge over, circle. Exactly. Exactly. It doesn't mean anything different if you don't have 25 friends. Right. You got one or two really good friends that you know. Are it's a, the connection. Exactly. You, have that, have that connection. Don't fear intimacy. Um, don't fear rejection. Yep. Um, just be you. Yep. And be kind. Yep. And love yourself. That's right. Love yourself because then you're going to love a and lot of other people. And know your worth. And you're going to know, you're going to radiate that energy onto everybody else. Yep. A hundred percent. Thank y'all for listening. Bye. Welcome back, Sprinkles. Today, Michelle and I are here to talk about female friendships. And last time we had talked about our trust issues and abandonment. And I think that this kind of goes hand in hand with uh, our relationships with other women. I, uh, I was raised by a woman who had a uh, borderline personality disorder. And uh, I think that my friendships, I, I, I have friendships that are really great and uh, friendships I've had since I was uh, 10 and 11 years old. Mm -hmm. But uh, being raised by a mother with uh, um, kind of changed how I interact socially with other women. Absolutely. And um, I think that's the hardest part is that I... <laughs> I don't know how to act in certain social situations. That's, I just have to throw that out there. Right. There's certain social situations that I get into and with other women that I don't know how to act. Right. I, I literally, she did not prepare me for that. No. And, um, you know, I had a, you know, bad relationship with my mother. She was not a mother and I had two stepsisters and she ultimately chose them over my brother and myself. 
So, or was always pitting us against each other. And um, so from a very young age, there was this female conflict that I grew up around. Yeah. So not even just female friendships for me, but just friendships, relationships, it all, all of them have been, I feel like affected by that. Um, But yeah, but especially female friendships, there's always for me, um, and I've gotten better because I have some amazing women in my life. Yes. Some really amazing, strong women that, you know, that I can call. And I know that at any time when I call that they will be there to help me however I need that help, whether it's a shoulder to cry on, you know, emotional support, um, you know, if I have, some, you know, if I get a flat tire, like I know I have people, women that will step in and, and help me. And, um, but it's taken me a long time to get there. Like grow, when I was growing up, I didn't have those friendships growing up. Um, it was hard for me. Like I didn't, if I had a friend, I just wanted them to be my friend. I didn't want You're them. You're very possessive. Yes. I get that. Yes. Yeah. And I no. think that's like a part of a trust. Oh, for um, sure. You know, like that's my friend and I didn't want them to be friends with anybody else. Yeah. So, you know, well, that's not realistic no, at it's, all. No, it's definitely not. I mean, I kind of, my, when I was younger, my uh, friendships were more of an escape mm-hmm. for me to get away from the dysfunction. But what I can tell you is that I, I'm the same way. I have some really good friends and, you know, friends that I've had, lifelong friends that, you know, that aren't here in Texas. And then I've met people like you that, you know, I just, I click with and that I feel like, you know, we've known each other for years. Mm -hmm. But what I can say is when I say that I was awkward in those social situations, like I got to go back here because like I see myself in these social situations and I'm, you know, I'm, I'm facing intimacy and, and with, with a female on, you know, trying to, uh, you know, where we are bonding and something like that. And excuse me, but like, I'm a fucking weirdo. Like, I don't like back when I'm looking at, like, Mm -hmm. I didn't know how to act in social situations. And that's where I was saying where I would, you know, if a person took an interest in me, I'm like, Ooh, let me give you my whole life story. Like, right. But the thing is, is Michelle, like I look back on this Mm -hmm. and my mother would make fun of me and call me Rona Barrett. Know all, tell all. I was a talker mm-hmm. from the day I could talk. Right. Um, and I told all the business, mm-hmm. like her business too. Like right. I would tell her business. And I would get in those situations because, you know, we had talked about this previously in our last segment, but like, I'm just like, here I am. This is me. And and I did that because of that, because I'm like, okay, look, I'm an oversharer. Um, I'm going to present my life to you like this quick, you know, right. (laughs) I'm going to give you a quick summary to show you that here I am as a person, like I'm going to give you full disclosure. Mm -hmm. And, you know, um, that's because I had to know right there from the start that, that, that they were going to accept my history and they were going to accept my flaws right? and the ugly me Mm -hmm. because, I just felt like I, I had to do that, that it was like my, it was my, it, 
it was almost like a test of whether we were really truly going to be friends or not. Right. See, (laughs) I had the complete opposite of that. I had to be, I was very restricted. My parent and my mom didn't want, there was so much crap going on. We had CPS being called. There was so much crap going on inside my house and abuse. Right. That she, I, she didn't ever allow me to get close to anybody. Or well, yeah, because you could give information that could, could incriminate her. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Or if I did get close to somebody and I would share any bit of information, right. then they would tell their parents and then my parents would say, this is what she said. And then my mom would, oh, she's a liar. Right. She makes stuff up. She's a liar. So it automatically, then the parents are like, well, you're not going to hang around them. Right. And then also the school that I went to, it was, divorce was not accepted. Yeah. And I was, it was a private school. We had 50 kids in my high school. Yeah. My parents were divorced. So already there, people were like, oh, you can't hang around them. Yeah. You, because she's, she comes from around. a broken she's home. She's from a broken home. And right. that's not what our family oh, I, believes I get in. That. So I had already all these marks against me. Right. So when you're trying to hide the stuff as a child and it's hard to make friends when one, you're going to be called a liar, you're going to be embarrassed in front of them. Right. And their life doesn't look anything like your life and you're living literally a lie. Right. It's hard to, it's hard to make friends. And I, I get that. And mine was kind of same. like pe- adults didn't want their kids to be friends with me either mm-hmm. because, well, I told it all. Right. I told that my mom, you know, obviously did some sex stuff on the side. What a horrible alcoholic. Like I told mm-hmm. all her business. Like I was probably <laughs> very detrimental to my own friendships. Yes. But I didn't know any different. Their and, parents are like, uh-uh, never like, again. <laughs> you're not going out with her. Yeah. Like, I'm sorry. Oh, isn't her mom? Like, listen, my mom fell in cactus drunk one time. And this is very going to get very graphic. But like she even had cactus in her vagina. She went into the ER and they had to pluck her for like six hours straight. Do you want to know where those cactuses were at? I go in, I sign up for Bluebirds because they they gave me a grant to do it because we didn't have the money to do it. And my Bluebird leader was the owner of that cactus patch. Oh my gosh. We were just saying that there. And of course, what does my Rona bear itself say? Because I know I'll tell all. She's like, yeah, you got to be careful. We had a lady fall on those one time and she wasn't like derogatory. Didn't mm-hmm. say she was drunk when she was sloppy drunk. Mm-hmm. Right. She didn't say anything like that. And I was like, that was my mom. Oh my gosh. <laughs> you just had no, I had no you filter. I still so- don't. <laughs> I still don't. My mom. Oh my and they all just, she stopped telling the girls that were bluebirds and she's like, and then she's like, I'm sorry, honey. <laughs> I was like, it's okay. I mean, you have to, I mean, I had to learn at a really young age not to be embarrassed right? or just to play it off like I wasn't, right? you know? And so, I mean, it was kind of the same, but like I would tell everything, like, but, but then I, I helped alienate myself, you know what I'm saying? Like where you just couldn't say anything. Right. And you felt alone that way. Right. You were the complete opposite. And I had no idea I was being that detrimental to like myself and actually being able to develop friendships at a a young age, you know? 
Right. Oh my gosh, that is too much. <laughs> I'm like, that's my mom. I mean, and as you can tell, like I haven't, like when it comes to like talking mm-hmm. and I haven't changed, but you know, I, I just felt like that was the thing is like, I better disclose everything. And, you know, I had discussed previously, like where I thought that, you know, I thought maybe me being that open, Mm -hmm. it's like, hey, let's just cut through the chase. Like, because if you're going to be my friend, you're going to be my friend. If not, and like some people see that is like possibly some vulnerability, but it wasn't. Mm -hmm. It was my fear of not being accepted. Right. Because I wasn't accepted by my own family. You know what I mean? Right, right. No, that makes that makes a lot of sense. Because some people are like, oh, well, that's you being vulnerable. No, that was me like literally making sure that you were going to accept me as a person Mm -hmm. because I'm not accepted hardly anywhere. Because here it is. And right. But no, but like, you know, I think kind of being restricted from, you know, making those relationships and then, um, having my mom pit my stepsisters against against me. I, I just, I I have trust issues with, with women. I have, you know, it's taken me a long time to be able to develop like real friendships. Right. Like I wanted to, you know, when I was a young mom, I just wanted to be accepted. I wanted to hang with the, you know, the other moms and, even if they weren't people that I liked, like I just didn't care, you know, like I wanted to be on the PTA and I wanted to make friends with those women. I did the same thing. They they weren't nice people. No, Like I didn't want, but I just like, I just, I wanted to be part of something. I wanted to be part of something outside of being a mom and outside of being a wife. And, you know, like, you know, one thing I think that really, was, you know, uh, that hindered me is not having those friendships to, to fall back on. Like after I left my, my home, you know, I didn't have those female friendships for the support. And I ran into a relationship with, with a guy and, you know, and when I was having issues with that person, I didn't, um, I didn't have anyone to talk to. Right. I and, only had him. Right. And I would make, you know, deep friendships with that person's family who I was right. dating. And then when that ended, it was, you were alienated. Was gone. You had no one. Yeah. It was gone. It, yeah. It, it's exactly what happened with my marriage is, you know, I didn't have those family bonds. Right. And so I'm, you know, his family was warm and welcoming and that's where we spent holidays. And then it all changed. Right. You know, as things went wrong in our marriage, you know, they're obviously going to side with their son. Right. And, you know, when that dissolved, you, you know, you find yourself like near 50 years old and you're, you've, you have nobody, right. you know, you have your daughter, right? but she's going through these issues. You're trying to heal. And it just, um, you know, I have made some really good, strong friendships though. Like I, you know, I say that, but, but it's too, it's kind of hard when you don't, when you're just on a different journey, when you've got friends that are still married and they're going along, chugging along on their life and they're in a totally different spot. And then you feel like you've just taken a huge step back. Well, and as women, I feel like, you know, you've said the same, you've said this before, like, you're like, well, I, you know, I went in straight into a relationship Mm -hmm. with a man. 
And, you know, I've kind of done things like that in my past too. However, there's something about a female relationship mm-hmm. that you need that um, you can't get from that male-female relationship. Right, right. And, and as women, I think that when we have those female relationships, what what we crave as women mm-hmm. is a bond. Right. And we want to connect. Right. Women are huge about connecting and with another woman. Right. And I feel like that with our childhoods, that was hard for us to do. Absolutely. Like we can't get, we feel like sometimes we can't get that connection mm-hmm. because of the relationships we had with, with our mothers. Right. And, um, I had a, I had a child mom. Mm-hmm. I mean, my mom wasn't ready to have me. She got pregnant when she was 14. She had me when she was 15. Um, and she, tried to raise me by herself Why trying to transition into adulthood, Mm -hmm. you know, so we grew up together. Um, I did that same pattern with my first child. Mm -hmm. Um, the difference was, is that when I found out I was pregnant with him, I knew what I had to do with my life and I was going to live my life for him. Right. My situation wasn't like that. Um, I mean, I remember she used to tell me stuff like, you know, we were like friends and I told, you know, I've always told my son the same thing. Like he's one of my best friends And, you know, she just wasn't really, I think that we've discussed this before, um, but she was more concerned with her own issues. Right. And, you know, like, you know, what was going on with her current husband or Mm -hmm. her aging process or, you know, like, like I said, being, just being unfulfilled in general, like that was her focus. Like I was not her focus. Right. And I feel like that when I, you know, am am looking at other relationships with females mm-hmm. as opposed to males. I think that's probably why we we befriended males or got into relationships quicker anyways, because we didn't trust those situations because we were never made a priority right. or had that connection right. with that woman. Right. Who during our developmental process was that woman. Right. That we should have had that bond with. Right. And that connection. Right. That we've been looking for in every other relationship, female relationship as we've aged. Right. And, um, you know, not only that, like my mom was like very, uh, I I think the triggers of like after, you know, this whole thing and she was all wrapped up in her Mm -hmm. stuff. She was also very, she, she would say she's not, but she's very competitive because Mm -hmm. she always had to be the center of attention. Right. It couldn't be me. Right. And I think that's why I was Rona and I told all the business right? because I was determined. I think there's a part of me, like me looking back at this hindsight 2020, that I was going to be the center of attention. I was going to tell this story. Telling those stories. I'm sure you were (laughs) the center of attention. I had a dog. I mean, you would sit down (laughs) and it was, you know, and I think that's part of it too. Like I, that was just an epiphany to me. Like I just look back and it's like, you know what? She would always make sure that I felt alone. It right. seemed like, I don't know if it was purposely, I mean, I'm not, but she was so wrapped up and so competitive of being that person that right. was the center of the room that I wasn't allowed any of that. To express yourself or be, yes. yeah, you wanted to yes. attention. Yeah. Um, no, I mean, that makes absolute sense. And, you know, I had, um, I had this neighbor when we first moved here and she just, 
I, I don't know. Like I, I look back on her and we're, we're still friends to this day. We've been friends for well over 20 years, but you know, she basically raised her son yeah. by, by herself. And she was just, I mean, she was up and at it and, you know, going to work. I mean, she, I mean, that woman was, I mean, she was a really good friend and she, you know, she was there for me and, you know, she raised a great, a great, amazing son. And, you know, I look at some of those friendships that I developed later in my life, you know, when I was in my twenties, late twenties, thirties, early thirties. Right. And, you know, I think that's kind of when, you know, I, I kind of started like letting a little bit of my guard down. Right. And, you know, she was there, she could see things going on in my marriage. And she was like really one of the first people outside, you know, I mean, my family didn't even know, but she was like one of the first people that, you know, I was like, Hey, this is going on. Or she would see what's happening. And, um, you know, she, she really, you know, uh, was always the person calling and checking in. Are you okay? Do you need anything? You know, and it, it just, um, you know, th- those those are the people that stick out and yes. that are like, you know, that that person is really there for you. And, you know, and I've, I have some really great female friends. I really do. And, you know, even some of their friends have become, you Your know, friend, my right. friends. And I just... Um, well, I think we set out to that, that we look for certain things mm-hmm. because we crave those when we were younger. Mm-hmm. And I feel like also that's where we become disappointed with those female relationships is that sometimes we get into them and it's not what we felt like it was going to be. That you missed out on. Yes. Like I, I, I see, yes. I, I know exactly what you're saying is like, sometimes you get into the nitty gritty part yes. of, of, of these women friendships and you're like, Oh, you know, like, like, I feel like I did miss out on building those relationships, but then also you're like, Oh gosh, I don't I wouldn't have been, I had so much crap going on in my life. I don't know that right. I would have been able to handle it. Right. And still to this day, like I, you know, remember like early on some of those, you know, friendships, like you you go through your ups and downs and, you know, you might not talk stuff out, but like there, and there could even be some distance, but some, some of those friendships just, they hang on and you know that they're there for you no matter what. Right. And they're not going anywhere. Right. They're, they're there. They're, they're not, they're not going to, they're not going to leave you. Well, and they know a lot of the crap that's gone down in your life and they're right. still there for you and they still show up. And, um, you know, th- that's priceless. Yes. It's priceless. It is. And, you know, I think the thing is, is like, even in my longest relationships that I have had, I have a friend that her and I have been friends since we were 11 years old and she's one of my really good friends. But there have been points in life because of that relationship that I had with my mother and because I'm always, I'm always like just looking for something like I, I become unsure or something happens Mm -hmm. and, you know, I become spectacle about a person's intentions Mm -hmm. in, in the relationship or, you know, or of why they actually are friends with me or, you know what I mean? Like there's something comes up and it triggers a, a, an insecure feeling. And I think what I've realized from that 
is that, you know, like this friend I've had since I was 11 years old, Mm -hmm. there's two of them, actually, they both, well, the other friend was about eight, and she's seen, you know, both of them seen how I was treated as a kid. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I feel like that there was those times in the relationship, and it was really just my insecurity speaking. Right to them, like their behavior, but it wasn't anything personal. And it was the insecurity that I had because of the rejection that I had during childhood that made me question my friendship with them. Right. Um, And, you know, it, I, again, I was at that situation where I didn't know how to act in, in social situations. I didn't know how to act in conflict. And when you have a friend, there's always going to be a point in your friendship where you're going to have some type of conflict over something. Right. And I had no idea how to deal with that conflict. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I can't say that I do now either, but I think that I do it better and, and don't take it personally and, you know, um, and let it like, drain my energy of all the positive things that came from that relationship to where I, right. you know, I know. Okay. Happy listeners. If you're hearing this, we've just finished an episode and we are begging for you to give us a follow, please. And give us some ratings and five star is what we prefer, but we also prefer that you're honest. Look, that's great. What are you doing right now? You're you're driving along and listening to this podcast. I'm glad you enjoyed it. Now, look, in the next hour or so, while you're hiding from your boss in a stall watching TikTok videos or spanking the monkey to Pornhub, <laughs> take, a, take a couple minutes and instead jump on Spotify or jump on whatever podcast you're using to listen to this and give us a rating. Thank you.